הרי אני מקשר התמיד לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדורנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש אשר בארץ המה ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגנה נחנו נחנו נאומן זרותם תגן עלינו והכל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם תקבל גם לדיוק תרי תורות קו"ו up until קט So we're going to do uh, Torah Kuvav, start with Torah 106. Start with the verse in Tehidim, chapter 41. Ashrem Askiladad, happy is he who's thoughtful of the wretched, of the one who's poor or destitute. V'yom ra'ayim artehu Adonai. On the day of evil, God will save him. Okay. Ita, it's brought in the Gemara. De'en aniyut alamin adat. That poverty is, doesn't exist other than in Da'at. Meaning that when we reference poverty, what true poverty means is that a person, a person is in true poverty when he lacks um, um, knowledge of God, awareness. And this calls for compassion. For there is nothing more in want of compassion than this. You can't need something more. You can't... When a person's in such a lack of that, there's nothing more important than to give this person compassion. Compassion in this scenario is the most important scenario that exists. And this poverty applies both generally and particularly. Generally, For example, a person who does not have intellect in serving God. This is the general aspect of a person who is poor. And the one who has sechel, a master of intelligence, must teach him this um, intelligence in order to bring him, bring him this awareness and this knowledge so that he can serve God. And particularly, on the person himself. Because there's a time when a man doesn't have an intellect. And we call this constricted consciousness. A person must reinforce himself to attain or to get to um, expanded consciousness. When a person goes to expanded consciousness, all the judgments are sweetened. And a person is able to draw upon himself benevolences and compassion. This is what the Chachamim say in the Gemara in Barachot. That great is that, for it was given between two divine names, as it says in the verse. It's brought in the verse. Um, For Hashem is Kel Deot, he's, um, he's the um, God of Da'at. Which means what? That Da'at is placed between Kel and Yud Kevavke. And this is why Rabbeinu says, if you look at the language before, when a person has Da'at, he has Gadlut Amochin, he has expanded consciousness. He doesn't have constricted consciousness. It's not that his mind is sealed from him. that actually has expanded consciousness when he does that he's able to draw down a chasadim which comes from the name Kel and he's able to draw down a rachamim from the name Yud Kevavke why? because that is placed between both those names so you channel both of those koachs both of those strengths Perush the explanation is this 
כשיבוא לגדלות המוחין, נתעורר עליו החמים החסידים משני אותיות. When a person attains expanded consciousness, you have, um, or what happens is that you awaken רחמים, compassion, חסדים, kindness, um, to be drawn upon you from these two names. אל הוא חסד, we know the name Kel represents חסד, kindness. על דרך הפעם ולצאת מציינים חסד אל כל היום. That the chesed which belongs to Kel lasts all day, which means that Kel has chesed. Hashem represents mercy, compassion. Your mercy is great, Hashem. Meaning that Rachamim is Yudkevavke. And because that is the place between both those names, you channel both of those uh, names. And this is the explanation of the verse. Ashrem Maskil Eldal. Happy is the one who is thoughtful of the, um, the poor. Meaning what? When a person is in poverty, he's in constricted consciousness, and he brings himself sechel, he actually brings himself intelligence so that he can ascend to expanded consciousness. Then what happens? On the day of evil, Hashem will save him. Which means what? Then all the judgments are Sweden. Because the second you ascend up to um, the second you extend, ascend up to expanded consciousness, the second you have that knowledge of Hashem, is the second that all the judgments stop. Because the only reason why judgment exists is because we do not believe that there is an element of Yud Kevavke there, or an element of Kel, an element of that. <laughs> Meaning that we do not recognize that Hashem is behind that which is making us suffer. But the second we recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there and he's present, even within the deen, then it's no longer deen, it's all rachamim. So the, what does it say? That all the judgments are sweetened because now when you have that, then there's no more suffering, as Rabbanu teaches us in Lesson 65 as well. Rabbanu tells us if a person's not able to himself to ascend up to expanded consciousness, he's not able to do this on his own. An advice for this, she has Try to bring sechel, intelligence to others. And when you try to bring intelligence to others, Hashem will actually awaken intelligence within you. Baruch Hashem, may we have the merit to truly um, attain intelligence, true intelligence, and Bezat Hashem, draw close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to attain that. Ki over When you go out to war against your enemy, it says in the verse, Hashem will give him into your hand and finishes off with Shavita Shivyo, and you'll take captives from him. Perush, the explanation is like this. When you go out to war against your enemy, meaning what's your enemy? The evil inclination. He's your ultimate enemy. What does it say in the verse? It continues that Hashem, your God, will give him into your hand. He will hand the Yetzirah to you. Meaning to say what? Meaning now we're gonna reread it. It's not Hashem We're gonna read it as Hashem, your God's going to give the Yetzirah to your hand, or the enemy in your hand, deliver the enemy in your hand. No, the Yetzirah untano He will give in your hand Hashem He will give you. What does it mean? That the Yitzhakah is going to deliver you. God into your hands. He's going to tell you that God is in your hands. You have the power of God. 
what it says, meaning the Yitzhak is going to try to convince you that you're a tzaddik, and you've attained the level that you rule with the fear of God, as it says in Shemuel Bet, that tzaddik rules with the fear of God, so the Yitzhak is going to give you God into your hands, meaning he's going to try to convince you that you have the koach of Hashem, that you're able to rule with the fear of God. So in the verse, in the same verse, the Torah is actually giving us a huge piece of advice for this haughtiness that might arise within us. What does it mean? And you will take captives from him. What does that really mean? Meaning to say, That with which the Yitzhara, with which the Yitzhara wants to try to overpower you, and which is pride. With this, you're actually going to overpower him. Actually, you're going to respond back to the Yitzhara when he tries to convince you that you have Hashem in your hand. You are going to respond back to him and say, What? How is it possible that I can rule when I have pride? And Hashem cannot dwell with me because I have pride. As it's brought down in the Gemara, Sota. So, um, in the Sota, that's hey, I'm Udalit. Gemara Arachin, Tedvah, also. This is enough to the one who understands. Rabban was giving us a huge piece of advice. Basically, that which, which, with which Yitzhak is attacking you with, actually attack him back with it. Make him drink his own medicine, in a sense. Um, and by the fact that he's trying to make you attack, uh, attack you with pride, respond back to the Yitzhak and tell yourself that because you have pride, Hashem cannot dwell with you, so that will actually make you humble. Okay. It's Sacrifice to God, or Zivchei Elokim, sacrifices to God, Ruach Nishbara is a broken spirit. As compared, David Melech writes that a broken spirit is like a sacrifice, like a korban to Hashem. Let's put that aside. Behold it known, ki ola ba'ar yiru alev. The burnt offering, the ola, the korban ola, which we brought in the Beit HaMikdash, the burnt offering, ba'ar yiru alev, was actually brought on account of the intentions of, of the heart. The thoughts of the heart. Heorim is usually negative, immoral thoughts. That which your spirit entertains. That which goes upon your spirit. The spirit we know dwells in the heart. So we're seeing all those thoughts of the heart, the illusions of the heart, the ta'avot, that we think about this, that. This is why we bring a korban ola. Meaning the ola, the korban ola is coming to atone for the, or is brought in order to repair the immoral thoughts of the heart. That because it's in the heart where the ruach, the spirit dwells. And now, but Hashem did not, um, he doesn't combine an evil tension to a deed, meaning he doesn't make, he didn't um, decide that whatever you have bad thought, then it's considered a bad action. He doesn't connect the two things. A bad thought is completely different than a bad action, according to Hashem, or evil intention to deed. Hashem separates the two concepts. Except for immoral thoughts of avodat um, of serving idols. Um, so a person might think that serving thought of serving idols is not really applicable clearly because who really serves idols but now Rabbeinu is telling you actually this is applicable to every single person in specificity 
Meaning when a person begins to pray with attachment to Hashem and to seclude himself and in the middle of his prayer is his um, secluded meditation, he falls from his level. Rabbeinu tells us actually these are the immoral thoughts or thoughts of idol worship. Because all these falls that a person incurs whenever he's praying or doing his bodhidut, etc. Actually only be- comes because he damaged faith. There's a damage in faith that occurred. And because you damage in faith, then Hashem's face turns, or he turn- this man turns away his face from Hashem. Which means that it's actually as if to say that he's- it's a form of avodah. A lack of emuna is... Um, is um, an aspect of Abu Zara. They've turned their backs to the Nishaya. And because we've turned our backs, then Hashem hides his face from us. So we see that actually we're back to back now. We've hid our face from Hashem because we lacked Emunah. And then once that happens, Hashem hides his face from us. And because of that, then we are not even facing each other. Not one person is facing another, another one. It's actually back to back. Which is the worst possible um, relationship that exists. So Rabbanu tells us we need to bring a korban or a burnt offering for this. And Rabbanu tells us the aspect of this burnt offering is actually when a person breaks his spirit within him, meaning his heart, and he has embarrassment and he thinks about himself. How is it possible that I've fallen down and been cast down from the heaven to the earth. How is it that I've sunk in so low? That I was in such a high place and now I've fallen and returned or turned my face from Hashem and now we remain back to back. And when a person begins to have compassion over himself, meaning a person begins to have compassion over himself and there's no bigger compassion than this because a person when he's stuck in this low level there's nothing that he needs more than compassion. And we need for this a bifurcation, which is to saw something in half, a cutting in half. Just like we saw with Adam Arishon. Why? Because when we're back to back, it's as if you're attached back to back, you need to cut them in half so that they can face each other. As we see with Adam Arishon, as we see in the Gemara Barachot, that Adam and Chava were actually two figures created in one, they were joined back to back. Their backs were 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 stuck to each other. But afterwards, actually, Hashem saw Adam and Chava in half, and now they were able to see face to face. And this song in half, this bifurcation, is the name or represents the name of Chaf. Uh, sorry, Chet Taf, and then Chaf uh, Sofit. Which, is, which means to chatach means to cut, incision. In the kavanot of the Arizal, open up your hands, take the last letters, you have Safit Tavot Chatach. It spells out um, these letters, these three letters, which is the name of Hashem. Meaning you sever and you separate yourself. This is what it means. To have a broken spirit, to sever yourself. 
to cut yourself in half. And this name, Chet, Taf, and Chaf, is created when a person breaks his heart. Because when a person breaks his heart, he certainly sighs. And he, he gives out spirit and he brings in spirit when you sigh. You first uh, breathe in, sorry, you first breathe out and then you breathe in. Or you breathe in and then you breathe out. Sorry, you breathe in and then you breathe out. Um, and this is what we call two breaths. And the two times ruach, because it's two breaths, exhaling and inhaling. Because you have ruach, 214, times two for the inhale and the exhaling, gematria chatach. You have the numerical value of uh, 428. And this is the aspect of sawing in half. And this is what you have to do in order to go face to face with Hashem. This is what we call the Ola, the Korban Ola, the birth of Him. And this is what Rabbanu summarizes the verse the sacrifices to God, which we're talking about which represents the Korban Ola, is actually manifested how? Through a Ruach Nishbara, when a person breaks his heart. When he recognizes how far he is from Hashem, how is it that he could have fallen so long? From Lesson 73 all the way up until here, this is all from the language of the, of the students of Rabbeinu, not Rabbi Natal. Also within these lessons from 73 up until 109, up until not including, right until where we are right now. Um, there's a few lessons in there that actually Rabenu said before going to Israel. As we know, Rabenu told his students, as it's written down, um, um, that whenever um, Rabenu said, before he traveling to Israel, he said that he wants a Torah that's completely brand new, completely novel. That even the novelties he was giving now was not enough. So that when he got back, he literally burnt all the other Torahs. And Rabbi Natan started crying. He said, how come you do some such thing? He said, what I've attained in Eretz Yisrael cannot even be compared to this. So Rabbeinu did not want anything of the old because for him, that which he wrote earlier was nowhere near the Chidush of what he could be writing. And yet, nonetheless, Rabbeinu still wrote a few Torah in Nikodem that came before Eretz Yisrael to show us the grandeur that he attained, the level that he attained even before Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Natan tells us, that the majority of the language between these lessons is not very well-ordered. Until literally many lessons have very difficult time, you have a very difficult time to, to um, understand the intended subject. Rabbi Natan says, in any single place that I could possibly rectify, I rectified it a little bit. And the rest I left the way it was. Because the language is the way it is. Because even from the language itself, nevertheless, is words of reproof and introductions, awesome introductions, awesome advice um, to get close to HaKadosh Baruch That's where we're going to stop today. May we continue from lesson to lesson applying the words of Rabbeinu HaKadosh. Truly break our heart to recognize our distancing from Hashem. Attain true humility. Hashem.